This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, September 12th, 2021. In other words, fear. Good morning, all. Welcome to worship today. I want to say good morning to everyone that's here visiting us in person and the folks that are joining us online. We're so happy that you're with us today, and we hope you get something that you can take with you from our time together this morning. My name is Carlton Parker. Uh, I'm a disciple member here at Connection and have been attending here for quite some time. Not at the very beginning, but pretty close to it. I have a connection story that's connected to pastors Carrie and Alan Jones that goes way back even before Connection Church actually started. We have worked together and and carried each other through thick and thin and it's our relationship has taken us near and far. Our relationship has uh, been through some good times and some bad but through it all and my time with them, I have been able to develop a significant relationship with Jesus Christ. They asked me today to share some thoughts with you uh, that would help uh, understand our sermon series. We're in the second week of In Other Words. This week we're going to talk about fear, F-E-A-R. My good friend, Pastor Karen Bunnell, shared with us last week some information that we needed to know about hope and holding on to promise every day. And today, let's go into week number two. Would you pray with me, please? Dearest Father, we come to you at this time asking you to open our minds and our hearts to the message that you have developed for us today. We ask that you remove all worries and concerns and and use this time to fill us with your grace and your wisdom. Thank you for bringing us together and for all those present here today, both with us online and in person. Please bless this time together, Father. We pray these things in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And everyone together here this morning said, Amen. So, our sermon series is taking a look at some well-known acronyms that um, have different effects on our lives. And if you're involved in social media, you're talking with your friends on Facebook or Snapchat or whatever you might use, TikTok. If you're doing all that, You've been working with some acronyms at some point in time, right? Amen? But have you ever really taken the time to think about what those acronyms really mean? What are you really saying? What are you really sending to your friends? After last week and talking, about, talking with Pastor uh, Karen Bunnell and sharing her thoughts on hope and holding on to promise, she helped us understand that life's adversity that takes us through different types of ups and downs. But we need to know that we can always, always, always hold on to God's promise, the gift of his son. And that will help ease our concerns and lead us toward the way, the truth, and the life. Today, though, let's talk about fear, F-E-A-R. Not only the concept of fear is what we're going to speak about, but what it can really do to your life. Along with those letters, F-E-A-R, we'll take a look at some of the ways that you can use to kind of come overcome some of that fear and some of the ways that might even be helpful for you. Excuse me. Just talking about it may cause some of us to cringe or shy away from the discussion. But please don't be too concerned. The information that we'll share today will both be helpful and some not so helpful. 
No one likes to think about fear, let alone go through fearful experiences. But if you have any knowledge of the brain and our stress responses, how our body responds to stress, you know that the body goes through what's called the fight, flight, or fear mechanism. And that's natural. We can't control that. That actually happens whenever we're attached to fear or in fearful situations. And, and this is not pleasant for any of us to have to go through. And there are so many different types of fear. You've heard of different phobias. Some people have a fear of standing in front of folks and talking, right? That, there was a giggle over there. I heard that was appropriate. Thank you very much for sharing that. Other fears people might have might be fears of, of spiders, fears of flying, getting on a plane, having to take a trip. Some people also fear, you know, the thought of, of losing their lives or the fear of, of death. Other popular fears might include the loss of a loved one or not having enough money to provide for your family. And people fear what others think of them. How do you feel about me? What do you think of me? And, and they also fear being rejected amongst their friends, their peers, their coworkers. You know, there's a long, long list of phobias. If you ever to take time to look them up, you can see that it just goes on and on and on forever. But what do we do to ease those fears? How can we confront them? How can we make sure that they don't overtake our lives? You know, one response that may not be so helpful is to forget everything and run. F-E-A-R. How many of us have chosen that response before? I'll raise my hand along with that. How about it? You know, uh, running will not take the fear away from us because the fear is always going to be with you. This method may, may, may seem to be an easy way out of your fears, an easy way to get you away, but running away may get you away for a short time, but be prepared for those fears to follow you no matter how far you may run. Another response that may not be so helpful is to deal with false expectations appearing real. Let me say that again. False expectations appearing real. F-E-A-R. You know, we're all adults, aren't we? And we have the ability to talk ourselves into or out of anything. We make comments to justify our bad decisions, to help us feel better about something that we want to do, uh, knowing that it's not good for us and we can feel like we can convince ourselves the outcome and the effects on other people won't matter. Those false expectations will never result in anything good for us or for anyone else. Simply talking ourselves out of a fearful situation may not be enough to get us through it. We may also need to include some supportive action to help us really conquer and overcome that fear. Fear and its many types have been discussed by many different people. Authors, philosophers, leaders, pastors, prophets, parents, and children. No matter what the age or stage of your life, we will all experience some level of fear. We're currently in the midst of a very fearful experience. The coronavirus literally has brought our lives to a halt. We've seen firsthand how the virus has shut down public life, closed our businesses and our schools, taken our jobs and our livelihood, and separated us from one another and led to the loss of hundreds of thousands of lives. When we think about COVID, it's a daily occurrence for most of us. Well, just this past week, I was working with some of my colleagues at, at school, and 
I received a phone call on my personal cell phone from my supervisor, which only happens in an emergency. So my response kicks right in automatically. She asked me where I was and what I was doing. And this is very not, not very typical for her to call me in times like this. Her conversation included, I need you to pick up your belongings, step out of your training, get out of the building, and make your way to my car because I had been in contact with a vaccinated individual who had received a positive result. Did you hear that? <laughs> one more time, let me just say it, just one more time. I have been in contact with a vaccinated individual who recently received a positive contact. <sighs> that deep breath, did you hear that? That's exactly what I did at that moment. Because you want to talk about fear. I was told not to talk to anyone on the way out, leave the area, and find a place to get a rapid COVID test immediately. To say I was in fear was not enough. I was completely scared. I began immediately to think about my family members and what to do. The people that I had spoken with at a big, big concert that we had been at two days before. Not to mention everyone I had spoken to the day before at my niece's large birthday party. 70 or 75 people. Most of those I had been in contact with. So what do I do then? Well, I sat in my car and started praying. Really. I had to be away from everyone, but go to my car and, and, and really go to God. God, help me get through this. What do I do next? As it turns out, after a few phone calls, I was able to get to a rapid testing area, get a rapid test done while sitting in the office and continuing to pray. Thank God the results came back negative. But in that, that period of time, you can imagine what I was going through, how I was feeling about my family and everyone that I had been in contact with in those two days. Needless to say, I was very relieved. We've all been forced into situations that have left us anxious and left us afraid. But what do we do to handle it? How do we take care of it? Let's take a look at a couple of acronyms that might be helpful when it comes to thinking about fear. First, faith enters and rejoice, F-E-A-R. This is a good time to get into scripture. So let's think about some ways that the Bible has given us examples of how fear was handled. Because the Bible helps us understand that faith cancels out fear. Faith cancels out fear. If you're following me online, type that into response. Faith cancels out fear. Faith is much stronger than fear. And this is saying a lot because we know fear is pretty strong. But always remember, faith cancels out fear. The Bible reminds us numerous times to fear not and is literally full of text on overcoming fear. And the Bible also teaches us to trust the loving presence of God to help destroy our fears. We must learn to receive God's peace and strength to conquer our worries, our anxieties, and our fear. In the book of Psalms, chapter 48, verses 1 and 2, it states, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. 
When we think about what fear does to our lives, both physically and emotionally, it's easy to see how it can be closely related to sin. Especially when we think of how sin pulls us away from Christ and away from our faith. Now, that doesn't mean that we should think of fear being the exact same thing as sin, because that's, that's, that's definitely not true. But we should understand that they are very, very closely related. These things that take up our time, that keep us up at night, cause us to feel unwanted or unloved, all these things can be considered, can be considered sin, and both fear and sin are normal for us as humans. Let's take a look for a moment at some of Jesus' disciples. We'll, we'll go with one specifically. These guys were chosen to take the place of Jesus in many cases, to teach about Jesus, to stand in the place. These were ordinary humans with ordinary lives, and they were asked to bring the word of Jesus to many people in his absence. These were normal men, just like us, just like you and me, with normal fears just like ours. Now let's talk about Peter for a moment. We all know Peter so well, don't we? One of the struggles that Peter had to deal with was his fear. He experienced even as a disciple being chosen by Jesus. The 14th chapter of the book of Matthew tells us about a time where Jesus appeared to his disciples while he was walking on the water. When they finally saw him, they looked up and thought it was a ghost. Now, how many of us associate the word ghost with fear? Interesting that that was used in the Bible. I can imagine that the disciples were scared and full of fear at that time. Jesus did speak out to them and told them, it's just me. It's okay. Don't be afraid. And Peter, who we were, we were told by um, some Bible scholars, specifically Got Questions Ministry, says that he was actually in his mid-teens at that time. And he, and he answered to him and said, Lord, is it really you? Just saying that alone makes us think that he really didn't believe it was Jesus. His doubt was his fear, and his doubt is really what got Peter in trouble. We know that all too well. Peter told Jesus, listen, if it's really you, then ask me to walk out on that water, and, and that's exactly what I will do. Jesus did tell Peter to come out on the water. Peter, you can do this. Don't be scared. Don't be full of fear. Don't be in doubt. Keep your focus on me and step out onto the water, and I will save you. I will hold you. As Peter stepped out of the boat, he kept his eyes on Jesus for a while until he got scared again. And we all know what happened until he became full of doubt and full of fear. That fear caused him to take his eyes off of Jesus, and the wind blew stronger. It became more and more difficult for Peter to continue his walk on the water because he was afraid. Because he was encompassed by fear, he began to sink and fall. Peter called out to the Lord to save him, and that's what Jesus did. He reached out his hand, took a hold of Peter, grabbed him up and said, Oh, you of little sin, why do you doubt so much? Why are you so scared? Peter, you know it's me. You know I'm the one that can save you. But why do you allow your doubt, your fear, and your sin to take control? Even though fear is a natural human emotion for all of us, do we control it or does it control us? We can also think of Moses as an example of a faithful follower. And as we remember, remember, Moses was chosen to free his people from the Pharaoh. 
We're reminded of the fact that Moses was an extremely fearful person, and he was chosen to lead his people out of Egypt. The writer Carson Leith describes Moses' fear from four different viewpoints. First, Moses wanted to know why he was chosen to take on such a monumental task. Moses saw himself as a very small man and frequently referred to himself as a nobody and a useless person. How many of us have those same feelings? He often thought that there were so many other ways, so many other people that could be chosen to be the leader of the Israelites. But God continued to reassure Moses and help him to conquer that fear. Moses needed to know that God would be with him and that that should be enough for Moses to have the strength to move on. Secondly, Moses was afraid that that God did not know what to say to the Israelites. What should he tell them? What would be his motivation? What would be the words that he would use? God does reveal to Moses that he should not be a concern of that right now. He should not focus too much on the details and leave all that to God because God will handle it and he will take care of the details of such a massive undertaking. Moses continued to see himself as being very inadequate and, and not really having the right words and being slow of speech and tongue. He felt that this fear would make this task impossible for him to handle. But God reassured Moses that this, that he, God is the maker of all, He is the creator, and he's the one that gave Moses his mouth and gave Moses his words. He's the creator that gave man sight and that makes man blind. He's the one that will be, he's the one that should be more concerned about the words necessary to lead his people to the promised land. That Moses need not to be concerned about that and let go of that fear and be the leader that God wants. And then Leif explains that Moses also did all that he could to try and convince God. Can you believe that? Moses convincing God that you got the wrong guy. It's just not me. Someone said they tried that before. Did I hear that over there? (laughs) Moses states that it's just not this person for this job. So lastly, God provides Aaron, Moses' brother, to assist him on this task. But God does not take the job away from Moses He still expects Moses to follow through on his request. I can imagine these fears include statements that you or I have used in the past. And and, and there have been a number of times where I've tried to negotiate with God myself regarding an aspect of my life where I knew that I was not worthy. I constantly feel that I've never had the right words to share, even when God has provided them for me. I stand here today only because I've been reassured that God will work out the details. I need to stop sweating the small stuff and let God take over and take charge. He will handle this fear and bring glory to his name. Amen? I'm assured of this constantly as I return to the Bible in Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verse 13, excuse me, which states that despite all my fears that I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength that I need. Another acronym that we can use to help us deal with our fears is to face everything and rise. I'm thankful for God for placing me in situations where I can help resolve the fears of others on a regular basis. 
See, because my daily job includes making strong, meaningful connections with children starting at age four, very, very small kids. This time of year is very difficult for many children because we are at the beginning of another school year. We plan and prepare and do as much as we can to make our classrooms and our offices and our school open and welcoming to all students that come through to help begin the school year. My job specifically includes me being ready and prepared for students that are entering another school year and seeing it as a very fearful experience. The beginning of the school year has always been more difficult for some students, especially this year, more than in the past. As you can imagine, students are coming off the pandemic where some students have been learning from home uh, for more than a year, and it's made this transition period very, very difficult. I've seen tears and heard screams. I've had students wanting to leave school and run back home as fast as they could. And in each case, I grab them by the hand, hug them and show them how much we love them and care for them despite their fears. I've reassured parents and other family members that our school is a safe place and that we will do everything within our power to provide a safe environment for their child to learn. And through all the fears, through all this, the fears continue and persist. This specific fear I'm speaking of is known as separation anxiety and can include emotional and physical symptoms for both children and for their parents. I have families that have been experiencing this fear for a number of years. So my job in these situations is to comfort them, reassure them, let them know that we are there to care for them. We do our best to keep them safe and, and not be afraid. I usually find engaging ways to help distract the students from their fears and help them feel good about being in school and more comfortable about spending time with their friends. Can we see, though, how that separation from our parents causes that level of fear to increase? Much like the sin that separates us from our father increases our own individual levels of fear as well. We have to continue to work at overcoming our fear and getting ourselves back to the image that God sees in each of us. God will continue to remind us each that we fear and the experiences that we have around those and how we can overcome sin and deal with that fear. We should place all of our cares on him and he will sustain us. With my students, I reassure them that everything will be okay. We work together to help them face whatever fear they may have, experience, and help them feel safe returning to school, coming in the next day. Let's take a look at another acronym that will help us overcome what we fear. It's called forget everything and relax. The writer of the Psalms encourages us to put our trust in God when we're afraid or when we experience fear. Psalm 118, verses 6 and 7. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. Just a couple weeks ago, we sent our daughter, Courtney, off to college.
As our only child, we've worked for 18 years to prepare for her, prepare her for this next phase of life. There have been numerous discussions over the past few months with the three of us together discussing what it will be like for her to be away while living on a college campus, especially with all the dependents that she's been hoping for for quite a long time. One of the discussions we had centered on how she will continue to live out her faith and overcome those fears on a college campus. It was very heartwarming for us to hear that hear her state the importance of continuing to develop her faith as she goes off to live her life on college. Many of you have had a positive influence with helping her make the right decisions and choose the right path. And for that, Jane and I and my mom and Courtney are are, are grateful. We're so thankful that she, she has had you to be a part of her lives. Even though we know that God will be with her every step of the way, some of those fears are still there and will find a way to the surface as we expect. I actually got to share some of my message with her as we left her in our dorm room for the first time. We reminded her that uh, a lot of people are praying for her and she can use that support to face everything and rejoice. She's our only child and it's a big world out there. And as adults, we know way too much about what can happen. But we also know that she will continue to feel the grace of God, the love of Jesus Christ, and the hope of this Holy Spirit while facing this stage of life. We ask you to keep her and all the students making this transition in your prayers. The strength of your prayers will help her overcome those fears and help her rejoice into a new phase. Maybe it's time it has come for you to control whatever fears you may be having. Maybe those fears include concerns about your marriage or relationship. Are there fears that center on financial security for you and your family? Are you struggling with a fear of failure in your job? Or do you just have trouble walking out of the house in the morning? In this day and age, and all that we're going through in life right now, that can be easily understood. Do you have ways of confronting your fears or ways to free yourself from the fears? It's important that you know and understand that your faith will cancel out those fears and will help help take those fears from you. Always know that faith is stronger than fear and faith will always outlive fear. Your fear can be overwhelming at times, and knowing that God's faith and God's love is stronger than fear will help you get through those difficult times. We are reminded of this again in the first letter, John's first letter, chapter 4, verse 18, which says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment, and the one who fears is not made perfect in love. Norman Vincent Peale shares four ways for us to use to help overcome our fears. First, be bold and mighty forces will come your way, come to your aid. Fear takes away boldness and the boldness that you need to be powerful against those fears. Don't hold back and allow those powers to be the strength to get you through all your fear. Second, deny adverse conditions. Understand that it is easy to defeat yourself. Let me say that again. 
It's easy to defeat yourself in fearful situations. Search for and find the good that will result when you have overcome your fear. Thirdly, see and constantly picture good outcomes. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, fake it until you make it. I've always thought of this phrase as a cliche that meant absolutely nothing. But I stand here before you today supporting the fact that visualizing good things, keeping good things in your sight, you'll influence your outcomes and they will be in your favor. And fourth, lastly, practice brotherly love toward everybody. Not just a few, not just those people within your, people within your tribe, everybody. Everyone deserves to be treated with grace and kindness, and you'll be amazed at the effect kindness has and the effect that it will have not only on you, but on the others that you have spent time with. Be strong in your faith and not in your fear. Be strong in your faith and not in your fear. So Isaiah chapter 41, probably the best known passage when we talk about fear. It says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. I encourage you to, if you have not already done so, to take time to think about what keeps you up at night or think about what causes you to run away from life. What are some of the fears that are controlling you and what happens when fear gets the upper hand in your life? Do you have a solid plan to address those fears? It will take courage. It will take strength, and it will take faith. The great leader Nelson Mandela told us that he said that I, I have learned that courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not the man who does not feel afraid, but the man who conquers that fear. So whatever method you have chosen to address and conquer your fears, always know that you're not alone. I encourage you to find another believer to help you overcome that fear. Always, always, always lean on your faith and always know that faith will always cancel out fear. Know that faith will bring rest to your soul. Trust that this change will not happen overnight and it will take some time. The good thing for us to know is that there is no time limit on the grace of God. He will always be there. Continue to go to him for peace, and he will bring you rest. In other words, fear, when fear overcomes you, go with God and face everything and rejoice. That is the good news. Amen? Amen. Let's pray together, please. Almost Heavenly Father, life can be scary. The fears that we experience can cause us to feel lost and unloved. Those fears can pull us away from you. We need your help. Help us know that you are always with us. Continue to help us build that faith that is needed to overcome fears and bring us closer to you. Thank you for providing your son, Jesus, to help us know that your love will never, ever fail us. We thank you and pray these things in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit and all Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. 
You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.